Hello, Stevens Point. Welcome back to Retrospective Rooney, a Living Maddie podcast hosted by yours truly, Amanda Shake, your local friendly neighborhood Living Maddie superfan expert, etc. So today we are jumping right into things. There is no Twilamaha this week. You got a bonus last week, so it's all good, right? Uh, but it's almost good that there isn't one this week because we have an extra special episode today with a extra special guest. So I'm going to hand it off to me to introduce that guest and we're going to get things rolling right away. So take it away, me. Let's introduce our guest today. He is the patriarch of the Rooney family, as well as the coach of the Ridgewood High School Fighting Lady Porcupine basketball team, which is also where he went to school. He later went on to make his dream come true of coaching college basketball in Beloit. And he's a reigning champion of the cheese roll at the Cheddar Brat Fest, but is also known for being a little camera shy. He is all these things and more. Of course, we are talking about primetime Pete Rooney, and we are so happy to have the man who brought him to life here with us today. So please welcome Benjamin King. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's really a pleasure to, to be here and to meet you and to do this. We are happy to have you. So to get things rolling, uh, tell us how you first got involved with Livin' Maddie. Um, you know, it was just a, an audition, like so many other auditions that I get. Um, and I, uh, I remember the audition. So when you get to be my age and you've been doing this as long as I've been doing this, casting directors kind of know ahead of time whether or not you are right for a role or not right. If you're right, they'll bring you in. And usually I get to go right to the producers. Um, if it's a entirely new casting director who wants to get a feel for me, I'll go in and read with the casting director first. But I remember I went in and it was a, it was a fairly full room and I had worked with Andy Fickman before on a pilot that we did for, um, for MTV that a friend of mine produced. And um, it was, I just remember really enjoying him and laughed. We laughed a lot and the character was, was like super funny. And it was a, just a very brief, he was, a, he was also a teacher in a high school. Um, so back to your question, uh, I heard about it just because I got an email saying, you know, you have an audition whenever tomorrow or the next day or whatever. And um, I remember right away thinking, this doesn't feel like a Disney show. This feels like a comedy, a sitcom that I would find on any network. It was really funny. Ron and John are really funny writers. And they wrote a character that I could, play in my sleep I thought I was like this is first of all I'm 6'4 so anytime you know I get to play my height it 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 is advantageous I also knew the guy who was going to be directing it and executive producing it with Ron and John so that was a plus and I just felt very solid about it right off the bat I, I was like this is cool I I could I could see myself doing this awesome so uh i know that originally it was a different pilot being bits and pieces mm -hmm. and then that transition to live in maddie so what was Correct. what was that transition like for you well it was sort of torturous to be honest because um so 
how it works is when you do the pilot or how it used to work anyway, things have, everything's turned on its ear, not even just because of COVID, but the industry has changed so much with all the streaming content that, um, that anyway, um, I wasn't show I, I wasn't so sure it would take the entire time, but they can hold you for six months with the payment of the pilot. So we did bits and pieces. I loved it. I I soon realized that they were going to use all of their time. Like we didn't hear anything. All all I I think I ran into Ron and John. I was picking or or John. I was picking up um passes to a show that they had gotten me uh tickets for maybe it was a like a d23 kind of thing or it might have even been the radio disney music awards i cannot remember but i remember uh seeing john and and this was like in november so we shot the pilot for bits and pieces in june and i remember it was the day of my nephew's graduation from high school and i found out because I had gotten another job and um, that would have taken me to Vancouver. And so they were, put, they were pressed. It was either hire me or let me go. So, cause I think they have, after you test for a show, it's the final phase of audition. So I had tested for bits and pieces and they used the, the full 10 days. And I was like, okay, here we are. Or, or it was like day nine. And I was like, I want to, I really want to go to Vancouver and shoot this show or no, actually, excuse me. It was Atlanta. Um, and I'll remember Rizzoli and Isles, I think was the name of the, of the show. And, um, they, they were like, okay, you got the job, you got the job. And so we, we did the pilot, love the pilot, love the people. We just, everyone seemed to get along great. And it was very funny. I just remember being like, there is no way this isn't gonna go. This is this is terrific. But I ran again, I ran into John and I was like, have they still not made up their minds? This is now four, three or four months later, he's like, they have not made up their minds. He was telling the truth, but what he didn't tell me is that they were waiting to see what Ron and John were going to create. They liked the cast. They wanted to keep the cast, but they wanted to do a twins show. And I didn't find this out until later. So to wait every day that you wait after a pilot is, is shot or even after you've auditioned, for something that you really like it's the most torturous part of what we do I, uh, I mean there are things that you know on set can be difficult and you know it's there are hurdles all along the way so to speak um but it working for me is the fun part the real work is the whole process before getting a job is it's, it's, it's intense and it can wear you out. So to, to constantly remind yourself, like it's out of your hands, you can't control this, just, you know, try not to think about it when all you're doing is thinking about it. And um, 
my wife's father, unfortunately, was really sick at the time and he had eventually passed. But I remember he kept asking, like, what's the deal with the show? It was so sweet. And I wish I had an answer for him, but he passed before. Uh, we all found out right around the end of the year, like kind of right around now, maybe a little even closer to January 1st. It was, I remember because we did the pilot at the end of June and they had exactly six months to let us know. And they used, I think, every hour because um, they wanted to make sure, you know, that it's totally their right. They wanted to make sure they had the product that they wanted. And um, off we went with Liv and Maddie, this totally brand new thing. And I remember going to the first table read and just being like, what? is this i knew dove because we had worked on bits and pieces and i knew she could handle anything this girl is as you know uh you know once in a lifetime even if that talent she's she's uh as a matter of fact during one of our first rehearsals for the show um for live and maddie I, I remember i was standing next to Kali. it was the kitchen scene and you know sometimes you rehearse out of order or we were watching something that Dove was doing and Kali and I just looked at each other and I'm, I'll never forget, she just did this. She was like, like she's just climbing up the ladder. She's mm -hmm. on her way to being a superstar. And it was, there was just no doubt. And she, you know, God bless her. She busted her tail and um, every episode. And, you know, it was a lot to ask of a then I think 16 year old but um, we came together for Liv and Maddie and it just felt right. It, we were, it, it was just nonstop laughter. Of course, every work environment has its little hiccups or big hiccups, but you know, these all came in second or third um, place behind just making a great show. And uh, we, I just remember laughing a lot. And, and, and when you get to laugh at work I, and you're kind of pinching yourself when you're doing exactly what you want to be doing. And, you know, even like I come from theater, I mean, sort of, I was trained as a theater actor and I had done some theater in LA and in Santa Barbara where I went to school and grew up doing, you know, camp productions, this and that. Um, so when you have an audience, as you know, you've been there, you, you had been, I, I think, uh, to several tapings, you really get the best of both worlds, you know, it was like a dream come true. I have an audience here that is laughing. Of course, take six, seven, eight, nine, the laughter is, you know, you've got to kind of pull it out of the audience a little bit, but it was, it was just really a special time. The one that I'll, you know, remember forever. I have kids who recognize me and I'm like I'm starting to get a little gray or not starting <laughs> and uh I think it's my voice <laughs> to be honest um that kids recognize me most once they hear me you know they're like oh and, you know but anyway um it was a uh, we started we started fast I mean we were you know and they worked us really hard there was no doubt about it we we met before the days, the days long rehearsal, we would meet in a, in a conference room and read the episode and just see how it sounded. And then the writers would spend the day fixing and tweaking and, and, uh, and then we would do a show, you know, whatever the end of the, the work week was. I think it, our, our taping days changed um, with each season. And um, 
yeah, that's, that's that. That's awesome. And it's fascinating to think that you almost, you almost were not in this role. I did not know that. Oh, sure. Well, I mean, I, I don't, I think I was, I think I was right for the role of a basketball coach um, in this family, but it almost wasn't to be, I think they were trying to make it work. And I, I, I wasn't a part of those executive decisions. Clearly I, uh, you know, actors tend to be the last people to find out what their fate is for the next five years or however long. Um, and, uh, uh, I felt pretty confident if this thing was going to go that I, I was the guy for the job. Well, you certainly were. Thank you. So going into your character, um, were there any particular characters or actors from other TV shows or other things that you watched that you drew inspiration from to develop him? You know, that's a good question. Um, generally speaking, I... and. I learned how to act um, many, many different philosophies as I was uh, in, in school. And then I went to acting school after college. Um, but Meisner, uh, Sandy Meisner, or, or Sanford, I guess, um, has a very particular way of teaching his actors. Uh, and, and, and it's, you're not necessarily drawing from your past and and recreating moments um nor are you necessarily trying to recreate what another actor has done you use your imagination to put yourself into that spot so if ben king were to be uh, a high school basketball coach in this crate you know this family um it, a little bit, but the character was a little bit behind. Like he, he, he didn't really know what was happening all the time, which I think was one of the mo more endearing qualities of Pete. Um, and and that's something that uh, I could I could identify with because I'm sometimes I'm just kind of slow and I don't get it, and until I get it, um, so it was more drawing on my own life experience and I you know um I, I don't think I had coached no I hadn't coached my daughter yet I I coached her basketball or sort of coached um and and then um yeah it was just you know how can I how can I keep this funny you know it's all on the page we're not recreating the wheel or anything um it, it's all it was all there and that was one of the one of the things that I was trying to um, to mention earlier or trying to convey earlier is that, you know, this character and, and, and the show, even bits and pieces, when I read it, it was like, I very clearly understood who this guy was. So it wasn't like I was pretending to be Chevy Chase in Vacation, although certainly there are moments in that movie that inspire a lot of things that I do. Uh, and that was a movie obviously from the eighties when I was growing up or, and um, for the most part, it was just like, okay, uh, what would you do if you were in a contest where you're blindfolded and you're rolling a giant <laughs> cheese wheel? First of all, you want to win. 
and your wife's counting on you. And I wish you had seen um, the pilot for Bits and Pieces because um, this didn't happen in Bits and Pieces that she's rolling, but it was, it was a great idea. It just didn't work, I think, for our target audience. It was taking um, just the just the really special funny moments from scenes and we did like twice the regular number of scenes it was a lot of work for us it was a lot of work for the costume uh costume designer and um certainly you know we were sort of pushed to the max we we could have easily shredded that show would have been awesome shredded i mean in the positive sense of the word in the cali sense i guess um but you know, it just, I can understand that it would get confusing because it was a blended family and who's, who's kid and why is everything happening so fast? And, but they did a heck of a job just pivoting and creating this sensation really. Cause Liv and Maddie, I think was the last family show that Disney did like pure straight up family where the parents were a part of like, the show and um since then they've realized that kids don't need parents around um all the time or or whatever and 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 kids like watching kids get into all sorts of you know mischievous and funny situations but uh yeah i think that was the last like kind of family type show um, but it was yeah it was a blast it was a blast each episode i'm, I'm now remembering like our second episode with the uh, the tarantulas, you know, climbing all over everybody and Jessica. And it's just, it puts a smile on my face. I mean, it was already, you know, eight plus years ago. You know, it's a long, it's a long time. Um, and I'm old is <laughs> what I'm feeling. So. Well, we, we still love it just as much now even even maybe even more now now that we're able uh, able to watch it over again and and I'm have glad to hear it. on it uh well you're talking about doing everything twice in bits and pieces i mean uh i guess that didn't change all that much for Liv and maddie since there was a lot of doubling up on the work yeah I, we did so many scenes in bits and pieces we didn't do everything twice um right. doing a twins show you're really doing everything twice. And our photo doubles were just, they're just, just incredible. I mean, they, they played, one of them played Liv and one of them played Maddie and they were just, they were Emmy and Shelby. Um, and they were, uh, they're just remarkable. And uh, we, we remain friends and our, we actually were fortunate enough to have them come and um, hang with our kids and, and, and babysit a couple of times. I mean, it was, or more than a couple of times, it was, it was really special and it, 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 it widened our circle. And um, those girls never really, they, they were in the show. Um, there was a, uh, a music video where there was like you remember you're not Yo yolo <laughs> yeah exactly um so they were in that but you know to to work as hard as they worked um and not just 
act, but to to watch what the other actor, what Dove was doing as Liv. So if Shelby standing off camera, she's watching Dove as Maddie um, before the camera, you know, focuses on Liv when it becomes Shelby's time to get out there and play Maddie. I it just, it, it, it was, it was a remarkable feat. And um, it's just a shame that they, they, you know, and certainly an impossibility for them to, to be on screen getting the kind of credit and um, uh, attention that they truly deserve. They're, they're, they were awesome and they're fantastic people to boot. Well, as a, as a super fan, I, I love and appreciate them as well. I've gotten to meet them a number oh, of times cool. and I was actually just messaging them today because they are going to no be podcast soon. Oh, you will. You have to say hello for me. I um, will. That's awesome. Yeah. So hopefully that will bring to light more of the, the hard work that they've done. They, they, yes, they, they work their tails off and it was just incredibly impressive. Um, to, to know that they knew that they were doing this not just for a paycheck. They're passionate actors and talented actors, um, but they made our show move. Without them, uh, there would be no Liv and Maddie. I mean, they could have tried to get other people, I'm sure, um, but they're just, they're so nice and so um giving of themselves by nature that it really it just really helped and they were always like available for a hug and a talk and a you know sometimes you need that when you're on set just a friendly face and um uh, i i appreciated working with them so so much i always say they're the unsung heroes of the show indeed you're 100 percent right on that yes well Going back to, uh, you mentioned uh, having a daughter. Uh, you have yes, how have many two. daughters? Two daughters. Two. Mm -hmm. uh, ju just like just like Pete. So uh, did you draw from your own experiences being a dad, two daughters to- um, Oh, for sure. So that, that is, um, and what's, what's really, what was so great for me um, was, so I have done war- movies I have done um, like gruesome doctor shows I have done tons of stuff that they would never see until they're well now they can watch they watch anything they're they're 15 and and almost well yeah almost 14 so um, this show would have been on their playlist anyway they'd be watching they would have been watching Liv and Maddie no matter what so for them at their age, when now they don't watch Disney. So for them and their age and what they liked, for me to get on this show, it could not have worked out any better. And um, it was just, it was just like the stars aligning in such a way where um, I get, you know, to bring them in a way they were kind of, and Kali had, has kids that were a little younger, but they, uh, you know, they and our kids were sort of like the mascots. They were, everyone knew them and they were, you know, I, uh, when I was able to direct an episode, they were 
um, closing the the clapper, this you know that marks the time for the cameras. And I certainly, you know, this is the this was the first thing that and only thing I had ever directed, and I was like learning on the job. And I, you know, um, to have them there to see that and all the other things that 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 you know kids wish that they can be a part of to be on the floor during a taping um and to be able to come to rehearsals and know everybody and um i think it will be forever a time that we will all as a family uh look back on and uh, with the fondest of of feelings and memories um it was it was uh that was a super special perk for me to be able to, I mean, they were in a, a Halloween episode at, at the door, you know, trick or treaters. And it just, um, you can't plan for that. You can't just hope for that and expect it to come true. It just, things just have to happen in, in the right way. And uh, yeah, it was, it was really neat. That's really cool. I, I know Betsy mentioned uh, her son getting to be one of the trick-or-treaters too. And and I think he yes. had a similar experience getting to be involved on set. So that's yeah. so cool that uh, multiple parents got to have that experience. Yeah, it's a, it's a special thing um, to be able to provide, to have your job provide your kids happiness and pride. And like I said, there, you know, there are moments now where I'm spotted and I know I can still, my, my kids still dig it. And one of my, one of my fears go, going into this job was I knew that, um, I knew that we would get interrupted um, for, uh, on occasion. That's, that's the, the price. That's what comes with this. Um, I actually remember I told Ron and John, I'm like, so here's one of my thoughts, like, I love to eat, I call it an alone burger. Like if I'm hungry and I'm driving and, and they're like, oh, we've never heard of that. They were kidding, obviously. But my fear is like, I've got like a mouthful of like, you know, I'm in a rush and I'm just having a burger. And that's when people want to like, you know, come. And fortunately that hasn't happened. Other things have happened. Um, I'll make sure to find you eating alone. And <laughs> yeah, you, you, you. I will say hello and, and share <laughs> some time with you. No problem. But um, I don't even know how I got to this, but I'll share this. this th there really only was one moment where I was like, uh, and then I'll get back to my kids because um, that is a, a point I want to follow up on. But um, we had taken a family trip to Hawaii. It was just the four of us, uh, which, you know, doesn't really didn't really happen all that much. But if you've traveled to Hawaii, it's a long, long day. I mean, you know, you get there and you're, you've been flying for five hours, you, you know, however early you had to wake up to get to the airport and all this stuff. And uh, my wife was particularly tired. And I said, here, honey, just, you just rest. And we, we checked into our room by, and your room is never ready by the time you get there. Cause you know, check-ins at three or whatever, three or four. And so we we're like kind of trying to figure out what to do. And it was, it was, it was rainy and that's just Hawaii weather. And then it was sunny and whatever. So not that that matters at all, but um, I said, honey, you, you relax. I'll take the kids down to the pool. There was like water slides or whatever. And I said, I will uh, happily get a beer and, and bring my, 
my Kindle and find a spot and, you know. So here I am, um, like, you know, paler than, you know, a bleached blanket. I mean, literally. <laughs> and not, not, not feeling my sharpest, like, three days into a trip, you've got that glow. I mean, I'm, I said to the kids, go have a great time. This is where I'll be. This is where you can find me. And uh, it was, it was probably the first time that we were like, go and enjoy yourselves. And, you know, that, that was a, another part, you know, as you, as you're a parent, there are like certain markers that you remember. So I'm alone and um, I have my beer and I found a, just this perfect spot. And I saw this woman holding her daughter, like charging towards me. <laughs> and I was like, uh, okay, you know, and, and I, ne you never want to reveal in any sense, and at least for me that, that it's, that it's in any way disappointing. And like I said, that was the only time I can ever remember where I was, I just wanted to like be alone. And, but you know, this is, this is, what comes with the territory. So she wanted me to say hello to her daughter and to take a picture. And I was in my bathing suit <laughs> and <laughs> I'm, uh, I've got, you know, like it's a crowded pool. I'm like, how do you, how do you want to do this? <laughs> do you want me to get out of the pool? Like, cause I don't know. I, I, I wasn't feeling like especially fit in that moment, <laughs> we'll say. And um, I said, it would be great. We arranged it and it was, it was just fine. Her daughter, I think kind of leaned down and I leaned up and, and it was, it was, it was fine. But uh, like I said, that was the only moment, but um, going back to my kids, my, my, my fear was that they would be overwhelmed. You know, they were young when this started, you know, let's see. Uh, my youngest was, my youngest was five and my oldest was seven. So, you know, they were, they were young and, and I didn't want them to ever feel like um, fans were more important than they were or um, whatever it is that we were doing would supersede their wishes. Um, and that it was something that I talked with my wife, Laura about and, and something that I made sure that the kids knew. I wanted them to feel very comfortable saying to Adam, you know, I'm a little uncomfortable. And they're, they're, there is, there is actually one other time. We were at uh, RDMAs. This is after, I think, season two. And um, we had gone to the show. And I was just, I was alone with the kids. Because I think Laura was out of town uh, visiting college friends in New York. And um, so, you know, we did the carpet together. That was tons of fun and they had their little purses all I mean I'll now just I'll never forget it they were so cute and um we went to the show and then there was like a I don't know like a 200 yard walk through um uh this this part of downtown LA uh where um it's LA Live is, is what it's called I'm sure you know about it but there's like all sorts of theaters and restaurants and so we were at the then Nokia I don't know if it's still called that but 
we were walking and someone spotted me and within less than a minute, 30 seconds, there were, you know, I don't know, like it, it, it felt like 50. It could have been 50. There were, it was, it was an absolute mob for me. And I was, uh, I was, I was actually a little scared and uh, not for me, but for the kids, like I was holding onto them tightly and, and, you know, people want selfies. So what does that mean? I, I take my hand away from my daughter and that didn't really work for me. And all of a sudden out of nowhere appeared uh, four or three security guards that were um, uh, working the show and they could tell that I, I was in a little bit of distress and I didn't exactly know how to get to the after party, which is where you can really relax because it's filled with other actors from other Disney shows. And um, they ushered us very quickly into a, an elevator. And uh, it was a, it was a nervous moment. I think the kids liked it. And then they were also like, okay, they were done, you know, like, and then once we got to the party, they, oh, they saw like all their, you know, the people that they love and, um, you know, so, but that, that one moment was a little, a little tricky. Sounds like it. <laughs> so, um, continuing to Especially talk Especially because it was my, it, sorry to interrupt, but it was also the, like the first time that that had right. ever happened. And I actually don't know that it's ever happened since. I've, I've, I've had groups of people, but never like, look, all these people are there for this one reason. Uh, maybe at D23, but D23, I mean, all you have to do is just like look and make eye contact with a guard and you're covered. So I, I, I didn't know what to do then. So anyway, proceed with your next question. Sorry, <laughs> I talk a lot. That That's what we're here for. That's what we want. Right. So um, going back to uh, your relationship with your daughters, uh, one thing that always stood out to me about the show is I really loved Pete's relationship with Maddie. And I always felt that yeah. she was especially close with him. So uh, mm -hmm. did you draw from personal experience for that? So great, great question, because I actually 100% agree. I loved... Um, the time that we spent because I was her, you know, the, the mother is the mother, obviously, and, and moms are super important and you can attest to that, obviously. Um, but my relationship with my kids is not too dissimilar from Pete's relationship with Maddie. Um, I enjoy sharing with with my kids my thoughts my feelings and I you know to a point um and I try to keep it open I would never force them or you know make them feel bad for holding back but I'm very grateful and thankful to say that that I do have an open relationship with my kids they're very um they're very generous in that way uh generous of spirit they come to me and they share uh, both good things and things that are difficult and um I had one there was one episode in particular where I, where we were in the treehouse with Maddie we were doing treehouse horse I think is that was one that I was, was called. 
thinking about yeah and there's this great picture that was taken i'll see if i can find it and send it to you i'm sure it's it's buried in my photos but i i can i'll be able to find it um that someone took in between shots um of dove and i just talking and there wasn't i didn't have any agenda i wasn't you know trying to get myself ready or her ready for this emotional scene that we had coming up you know but um it's just first of all it's a beautiful photo because we're up in the trees and obviously they're trees that are brought in by our fantastic art department but um it it's just a very it's it's just a very cool photo and and it i mean it's the same thing you saw on tv it, it it's you know in that episode um, but you can also see people really working in the background to add plants and move lights or whatever. But it felt to me in that moment that Dove and I were able to have a conversation and shut everything else out. And that was one of the things that I absolutely loved about my relationship with Dove and Dove you know, would come over here and, and come swim and, and um, you know, um, really got to know my kids and her boyfriend at the time was also here and they would come to our New Year's parties. They would come to, to barbecues just to hang out with the kids, which is also super special. But um, Dove and I had a, had a very, um, I'm, I'm grateful uh, to say that Dove was also uh, super open with me and and I felt like very connected to her that look there were times where in any job in any work environment where uh, there was so much stress put on Dove and I knew when to back away and give her space which she absolutely needed and deserved and I also knew I could see when there was like um, a lane, an open lane for me to, you know, talk to her and see how things were going. And sometimes it would be a quick answer and sometimes we'd be talking for an hour, you know, and, and um, it, it, it was certainly um, when you say, did you draw on your experience with your kids? Uh, I don't, I don't know if I can answer that question. I, except to say that I am an open person, like maybe even to a fault. Like I, um, I have lots of friends, I'm fortunate. And, um, you know, friends, my friends know what they can come to me for, which is anything. If they're, you know, if they have a problem or if they want to share something great or whatever, um, maybe it's because when I grew up, I didn't feel like I had enough friends or whatever, but I'm, I'm, or, or the way my parents raised me, you know, they were sort of like wannabe hippies, but they weren't. And they were very into like discussing things through and sure there were times where it annoyed me, but um, uh, so I can't really say for sure if my, my on-screen relationship with Maddie was drawn from the the openness that I share with my kids, but it certainly helped um, because 
it and and look, you have to understand by this point in the show, this was my last season. Um, by this point in the show, um, the writers really knew how to write for me. As a matter of fact, Kali wrote that episode, and it was fantastic, really funny. Where um, they're doing the French, you know, mm-hmm. together, and she wrote she wrote me, and I'll and I'll be indebted to her for this because she wrote a beautiful, beautiful scene. She and her writing partner. Um, and it was, uh, it was just, it was just a, a very memorable moment for me. And it was a nice way for me to kind of, I think I had like one or two more episodes left. Um, and that's what I think about when I think about my relationship with Dove on the show is that moment in the treehouse um, playing basketball. That's so cool. And it's ironic that that's totally the scene I had in mind when I was thinking of this question yeah yeah I um I kind of had a feeling (laughs) (laughs) it's uh like you said very memorable going back to you mentioned getting to direct an episode so uh what was that experience like and how was how was that different getting to step behind the camera on a show that you'd already been on so um it was it was stressful um, because I wanted to make sure that I was doing everything right. I didn't do everything right. Uh, I think the episode came off great simply because uh, of the help that I had. And um, I certainly, you know, when we were rehearsing our scenes, I I was very, (laughs) I remember I came to me with Ron and John and I had a notebook and I had uh, color coded scene like tabs with scenes with each kid. And, and, um, I remember Ron laughing at me because I was like, you know, so organized. <laughs> um, but I was kind of terrified and um, just because there's a lot to think about. And um, I, Kevin Sullivan was our assistant director on, not assistant director, that's not true. Um, Dave Cove was our AD, but he was like, um, he stood next to our director and um, would explain whoever was directing and explained how the shot needed to be if I wanted to do it this particular way. As a matter of fact, I met with him uh, for dinner and a couple times before just to just to sort of pick his mind, you know. Um, and I also uh, talked with Andy Fickman a lot about it. One thing I absolutely forgot to do or forgot to ask about was. Um, editorial you know post post production like I just it just I was like uh, oh I I wish someone had said I, I you know what I actually looking back I think I I was I was timid I I didn't know where I belonged necessarily and I want I really wanted another shot at it but it wasn't to be and um I, I should have I should have asked more questions looking back. But I mean, overall, I had a blast. I mean, let's just be honest. I had a blast, but I definitely made some mistakes. And I taught, you know, I was um, I treated Tenzing like like one of my own kids. And, and you know, I was like, come on, buddy, let's let's pick it up. I know, you know, we're not quite there yet. And, you know, there's a very specific way that uh, actors or young actors are to be spoken to. And um, I think, you know, I'm not blaming anyone 
uh, other than me for this, but I, I could have and should have um, maybe asked more questions about, because, you know, not only there wasn't only tensing, but like there were a lot of kids, you know, like I had a classroom full of kids that, that was in that episode. And um, but when I think when I actually think about that opportunity to direct and what we did, like specifically that scene with Joey where he's like walking and trying to like read what um, is being typed on his, you know, appearing on his glasses so he doesn't mess up the date or whatever. Uh, it's been a while, <laughs> but um, I just, it was so much fun, you know? And I remember, um, so the first day of rehearsal is, um, it's just a day to kind of establish where in your head, where you have the actors going and moving and starting from and this and that. And, um, you know, it's an important day because it's like, you know, you're you're setting the bar for yourself as a director to everybody else. Of course, everyone knew me as Ben, the guy who plays Pete, uh, but they didn't know if I could do this. And one of the things that I learned really quickly is that I have opinions. I have opinions. And uh, sometimes I could have kept my mouth shut and sometimes I could have, uh, you know, been more vocal. Um, but I you know, it's very hard to do one episode and then out, you know, um, uh, simply because there's so much that I would have wanted to improve upon. Um, but it overall, so uh, going back to the first day of rehearsal, I remember Khalid coming up to me and she said, people are talking in the halls that you're doing a really great job. And that meant so much to me. Um, it still does because, you know, these are my colleagues, you know, and, and um, we, we as a cast, we're a team and, um, you know, there, there are a lot of references to we're a family. We, we, we played a family. We weren't really a family, obviously. Um, I, I looked at us more as like a team and, and each member of the team was, was crucial to um, creating the kind of show that we created and uh, to be given the helm uh, for an episode is something I'll never forget. I wanna do more of it. I'm writing now um, and uh, I'm actually, I'm working with um, one of my very, very best friends from college who lives in New York, which is, it's, it's difficult because there's the time change and all this stuff, but we also have a, a produ uh, two producers that are helping us um, with this particular piece. We've been writing together for years and I want to direct this. This is a movie and I'm every time I'm writing, I'm thinking about where I would have the camera and who I would be focusing on. And it's a really fun thing. And I look, um, directing multi-camera is a completely different thing than directing single camera. Single camera is a beast. It is a, you know, that's like how you would see a film um, or, you know, like a show like Grey's Anatomy or something that's single camera. And that is, uh, it's something I would love, love, love to try in my life. And who knows, maybe this, maybe this project will become something that I get to direct and, Maybe not, but um, one can have dreams. Well, best of luck with that. We 
Thank you. Hope you get to get to have that experience. Thank you. So just kind of kind of a basic question, but I like hearing sure. people's different answers to this. Did you have a yeah. favorite episode to work on? Uh, definitely that that episode that we yeah. talked about. That no, no doubt about it. I, I think the pilot and that uh, the pilot was so much fun because it was like this uh, this dream coming to fruition of you know every actor at least in my uh, in my shoes you know I'm I'm not an uh, like a, a a name guy I'm not a, a superstar I have had I have had the good fortune to work for you know 25 plus years now and. Um, you know, you always, you know, for me, I, I just always wanted to be on a TV show. I have been on other TV shows um, or I have, I have done several pilots and one of them was a straight to show that David Kelly had written. And I thought, oh boy, this is, this is it. This is, this is what I've been waiting for. And that turned out to be not as great as we were hoping. Um, and it was very short lived, but you know, when you do a pilot, uh, and I'm not talking about the bits and pieces pilot. I'm talking about the pilot episode of Livin' Maddie. It, mm-hmm. it, 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 it was such a special feeling um, to finally be like cameras up working on this thing that we know is going to be a show. We didn't know yet how long uh, our season would be. Like usually the way that networks do it is like they want to take a take a look and see what the goods are, you know, is this really, is this something that we want to invest in or is it, is it not quite there? But we were told, uh, I think maybe our third episode or somewhere in that neighborhood that we were going to get a full, a full, I think it was 15 or 16 episodes, which is, which was amazing. And um, the one thing about that, that was really tough was that um Cozy Zulsdorf uh, was in Bits and Pieces. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we can talk about my run on the show and how I only did uh, four, was it four of the five seasons? But I think that's how it worked. Uh, but she, uh, they felt like um, it wasn't going to be a blended family anymore. It was going to be one family and she, her character, not her, her character became expendable. And she was on that episode where we were all told that our show basically was going to be this great big success. And I just, my heart hurt for her in that moment because uh, she, she was a, just a doll, really, really sweet girl. And um, I really, obviously we all, you know, not obviously, but we did, we, we all liked her. And, and um, I know it was hard for her to, to watch that, but I don't know when the right time is to, do you wait until the next week, you know, or do you just call everyone in after work, after she's gone? I don't, I don't know. I think it was just, it was just the way it was done. It was like, it, you know, it was, it was no one's fault. It was like, it came down from the network that we were going to run um, uh, like a full season. 
and everyone was excited and poor Cozy was kind of just left to, to think about what could have been. Now, I think things have worked out great for her. She did A Dolphin Tale 2 and, you know, she's just fine. And, you know, she is a, a, a strong um, bond with her mother who was there and, and I've met her dad and, you know, she's such a family girl. She's, she's um, a, a woman of faith and always has been. And so I think, you know, yes, it was hard for her and it was hard to watch, um, but she's just fine. So, um, but I think your initial question was what was my favorite episode? Was that, was that this question? Okay. So the pilot and um, that, uh, that episode in the trees. Um, yes. Yeah. I, I actually am getting crossed up. I'm not sure that's what this question <laughs> was. Like I said, I talk, I talk so that- much. I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Whatever you have to share. We're happy to hear it. Uh, and I'm I'm glad that Cozy was was able to be on the show a couple times. Me in season too. One. Yeah, she she was uh yeah she was on a couple episodes and uh you know she she brought it she was great just great. And then she uh, she was in a Disney Channel movie in Freaky Friday a couple years later. So. Oh, is that right? Okay, mm-hmm. um, good for her. Good so. for her. Yeah, I don't have I I never had worries about her as an actor she's talented she can sing she plays the piano she's um but that could not have been an easy moment for her i can imagine so uh you shared some of your favorite memories like like working Mm -hmm. the scene in the treehouse and stuff do you have any other favorite memories on set like that i was fortunate enough to work with our fantastic crew and um, I have uh, stayed friends with uh, uh, one in particular, and I just always um, appreciated—not not always, I should say—I learned to appreciate. Again, I had never been a, a series regular for more than uh, four episodes, um, y- you know. So I got to really understand how hard these people work. And the the detail that that uh, is put into everything, and um, I also knew that the writers' room was not a place that I wanted to be in because, you know, that's where they that's where they create, and they have to make you know they're making each other laugh, and I'm sure I was the butt of a ton of jokes. Um, that's just life, mm-hmm. uh, but I think, you know, um, looking back. Um, I, the, the first day I met Jordan Fisher, um, we sat, he was like passing by and it was lunchtime and we started to talk, passing by my dressing room and he sat down and we talked for like two hours. And, um, you know, at this point he was a guest star. I think that was also an episode written by Kali. And, you know, I didn't, I wasn't exactly sure what the fate of his character would be, but I did know that he was going to be Liv's boyfriend. And um, that's a moment, and we're still uh, very, very good friends. Um, He's a, he's a, as close to being a part of my family as a friend could be. 
Um, and uh, I feel bad for the guy because he was, you know, we were going to all go to Hawaii to celebrate his wedding and, mm. and that didn't happen. And that got canceled and moved a couple of times. And uh, so finally they, they did get married, but they, um, they had to, to move it. And his, his wife, Ellie, wow, it's the first time I said that <laughs> is just adorable. But that first moment that, that I met him turned into a two hour conversation. And I remember calling my wife and I said, you are going to meet someone who is going to be our friend forever. I promise you, this kid is amazing. Just what was so great in particular was that he was interested in me. And, you know, it's very hard when you're, I think he was like 20, early 20s. Um, you know, it's, it's hard. This business sort of trains people who are that age to be interested in themselves. Like you've got to take care of yourself. You, you know, you've got to, your hair's got to be right. You got to get your pictures taken and all this stuff. And here was this, this kid essentially who was asking me all kinds of questions, you know, and I just found that to be so endearing. And I remember feeling like I, 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 I want to hang out with this dude, you know, like he's, and we were making each other laugh and, you know, this is, this is now seven, six years later. And um, here, you know, we're, we're as, as tight as can be. And he's, um, you know, he's given um, very valuable advice to each of my kids, stuff that if I tried as a parent, I don't think I would be, there are things that, you know, you, you, parents can, can try to deliver uh, pieces of wisdom or advice. Um, but it, sometimes it's just better to have it come from someone else. And, um, and I can't even think of anything specific, but Jordan doesn't hold back. And if there's something that's concerning him, he'll, he'll ask and, and um, he's just so, and, and his family has, they've, they've been here for our new year's parties. Sadly, not this year, every year since I met them and I've, uh, you know, we all flew to New York to see him in Hamilton together, you know, and, and um, we're huge fans of his certainly as an actor, but bigger fans of his as a person and how he fits into our world and um that is the biggest bonus uh you know a paycheck is a paycheck it's important but to make friends um that you just know it's going to be a lifelong thing um that's and i and i also mentioned my friend ash i, I not not by name but now i am ash yeganegi is his last name uh, he's from Hawaii, and I just put up a bunch of pictures um, in my house, or not a bunch, too, that he's a he's a surfer and a boogie boarder and a photographer and, like, the nicest guy you could possibly meet, and also um, really sweet and, and interested in me and interested. I introduced him to my sister, and she bought some art from him. And, you know, um, someone once said to me, you know, it's kind of like go, working on a show is kind of like going to camp because 
you have to bond with the people that you're working with. Certainly the actors, like I said, as a team, you know, we had to rely on one another for, um, for support and, um, you know, you know, you're, you're, you're doing a, a scene like I, like we've been talking about me and Dove, like, you know, um, I knew that I had to bring it that day, um, that, that it was going to be an emotional scene. And, um, I, I knew that the, the best I could do would only help Dove. And, um, certainly she was the conductor on, on the live and Maddie train. She, uh, um, she, or, 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 whatever metaphor you want to draw. She was without her and without all of her energy and all of her commitment. Um, and sometimes you're like, God, that girl just needs a break. I just want her to just, you know, take a break. Um, but uh, there are moments that, that I'll be remembering for the rest of my life. Um, just uh, waiting to go, you know, um, we would do the pre-curtain call and where we would all sort of stand behind the screen or whatever, and then, you know, come out of the, the kitchen door and be introduced. And that, that's something that you can't, you can't explain. You can't, I can't tell you how much fun that is. It would a perfect way to like get hyped before a show. Now, obviously you're doing a play that doesn't work. You know, you want to, <laughs> you, you, you come out um, as the character when the time is right, but you know, it's a, it's a, a perfect thing to do for a multi-camera show because look, we've already shot some of the scenes the day before. And, um, you know, we've, we've got a handful left to do. We want everyone to be excited. It's a way to hype up the audience, but, um, things like that are the things that I will hold forever. And remember my friendships with, with Joey and Tenzing and, and Kali and Dove. And I mean, these are, and Jordan, um, these are things that I will forever be grateful for looking That's back. Awesome. We love to hear that. And I, I've only had brief meetings with Jordan, but he's been incredible, even in the, the brief yeah. meetings I've had with him. And I can just tell just, just from following him. And I, like, like sure. I, I love him as an actor. And he just, he just seems like such a wonderful person. He is what you, what you see on uh, TV or film is, I mean, that's, he brings himself to every role, which is just a delightful thing to, to know and see. And he's, he's as good as, as you think he is as a person, for sure. I wish I could have seen him in Hamilton. I did get to go to the dress rehearsal of Rent Live. So that was cool. Oh, whoa. Were you there when the guy got hurt? I was. Oh my gosh. That was wild whoa. because they like, um, between the scenes when the commercial would be, uh, there would be like a TV that had like a minute or so countdown and second to last scene or so it got down to zero and nothing happened for a few minutes mm -hmm. and like i'm used to delays and stuff like that at tapings but that hadn't happened at all that day so i'm like okay this is a little yeah. weird. and then they told us what happened so oh my gosh pretty crazy it's amazing that the next day he came out and did that like mm -hmm. he did he, he performed great but they adjusted on the fly i mean 
what do you do if that's the actual show? I don't know. The show must go on. But that that was that was wild. And yeah. and Jordan was spectacular in that. I mean, he's, oh, for sure. my mind stood out. Definitely. I I was bummed because I wanted to go to the live show itself, but the tickets were sold out for that. So I'm like, oh, I'll go to the dress rehearsal. But that ended up being most of what was on TV anyway. Oh, for sure. And what a memorable thing to have seen i mean wow right. yeah that was that was a super cool experience and i i'm, mm-hmm. a, I'm a big musical theater person myself and i oh great wanted to see that show and that got to be my first experience with it when i heard he was going to be sure. in it, i'll be like oh this will be my first time getting to see it and little did i know i'd get to see it in person so yeah and i certainly hope he'll be back as evan hansen because i'd love to see that as well i think he will i think it's uh super oops for some reason, Siri just turned on. Um, <laughs> That's literally happened to me while recording before. <laughs> and they said, Sorry, uh, I didn't yeah, I just see that up. little ball spinning and dancing. I'm like, wait a sec. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, um, getting to see Jordan in, in Hamilton was just uh, that that was that was incredible. Um just seeing Hamilton and then knowing that your your friend is just killing it that was like yeah kind of incredible yeah I bet uh do you have any memories of funniest things that happens on set oh there were so many funny things um some I just can't repeat um I'll have to think about that I mean you know when you have a show that ran as long as ours did, you're going to get many different directors come in. And um, Joey in particular has no shame is one of the funniest people you'll ever meet and is uh, on the fly, just perfect. Like, you know, I'm trying to try to tame this down, but there was a director who said something to the to a camera operator um, referring to Kali uh, and it it had a like a double meaning kind of thing. I mean the, the the director meant one thing, but Joey totally took it the other way and let everyone, the audience was there know what he was thinking. And it was I was so embarrassed and and I thought it was the funniest, one of the funniest things I had ever heard in, in my life. Um, but so many things like that happened. It was just kind of constant. Um, just just the way, way it was with uh, <laughs> with with Joey Bragg. Jo- Joseph Bragg is one funny dude. He yeah. sure is. And, and uh, the the camaraderie, you know, um, it was just spectacular. I mean, he he, uh, I, I think it was really important to Ron and John to make sure that everyone was um, as welcoming as could be with all the guest stars. And we had some great guest stars. One of the guest stars who came on, it was like a master um, uh of impersonations and i'll remember him like in a second oh was it uh, um, vince the the guy at the airport yeah it, it, exactly i'm blanking uh, on the actor's on. name but uh frank kelly yes, yes yes and frank is 
uh, I do I do a couple impressions that he do that he does, and so we were kind of going toe to toe, and um, not that I have any business c- competing with that dude, but that's something like uh, I'll never forget. When do I have would I have the opportunity to do something like that? Also, um, you know, we had uh, Gary Marshall come on our show, mm-hmm. and um, you know, Gary was telling us that he turned three camera into multi-camera. And the reason why he did that was because he was shooting Morgan Mindy. And um, he said, can I tell you a story about Morgan? Morgan Mindy was my favorite show growing up. Um, like I'm talking, you know, 10, 11, 9, 10, 11, something like that. Like I just thought that Robin Williams was the bee's knees as funny a guy as ever existed. And, um, but he did things on the fly and he was constantly in motion and they weren't, and Gary told us, they just couldn't, he's like, what, why, uh, to his camera operator, why, why can't you film um, the way I asked you to and, and, and film Robin? He said, boss, he's like, I, I can't track him. He's all over the place. So they brought in another camera and said, this camera is only for Robin. Everything else, do it the way we set it up, but this is Robin's camera. And so three camera shows, where they were always called three camera shows, and they were even a little bit into my career, which started in the mid 90s, um, became multi-camera because, you know, we were using, uh, we used, something called a techno jib uh, in our um, in our uh, bits and pieces pilot, which is like this very cool um, device that it's like a crane and it takes the camera from exactly where an actor is. Like I was lying on the floor and it just brings it way up to the sky, uh, not to the sky, but to like, you know, these huge stages and, um, uh, but that was certainly fell into the multi-camera because that's not a normal thing. And we did that on a day where the audience wasn't there. Again, this was for the pilot. Um, so um, lots of lots of really cool guest stars who came in and shared great experiences and were, were really hilarious. And But um, together as a group, I, 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 we laughed so hard, so often, um, it was, it was, uh, unique, uh, for me, cause I had never been on a comedy show, uh, for more than an episode and, uh, to be able to just, like I said, at the top of our interview, laugh like that, it was just very, very special. Yeah. And yeah, Joey, whenever, I mean, obviously on the show, but also at the live tapings, he was always cracking up the audience. And- oh Yeah. I don't know if you've heard this story through one person or another, but I, I, I told the story on, on an episode I did where I talked about my experiences at the live tapings and funny in between scenes, things that would happen. And there was one time when Kali kept flubbing her lines and Joey said, this was a lot better when Ben was still here. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, that was his way, I'm sure, because uh, I would flub a line here or there. Um, uh, but uh, Kali is so smart and, you know, so talented. And Joey had no bones about making fun of anybody. Nope. And, um, and that certainly 
you know, would turn some people off. But uh, as a matter of fact, I, I think after the, the, the pilot, I wasn't so sure about this kid. I was like, I can't tell if he hates me or if that's <laughs> just who he is. Um, but then after we started working together, we, you know, he and Audrey would come over and his girlfriend and, um, you know, it, it was, uh, it was nice to, to be able to get to know the, the Joey behind the Joey, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yeah. I was just saying to someone else earlier is that when you meet someone with that sense of humor, you know, they really like you when they hate you. <laughs> and that's a good way of putting it. From the from the times that I've met him, he and I had a wonderful relationship where we just couldn't stand seeing each other. And that's that's how I uh, knew that he he enjoyed my presence as a fan sure. when he told me to leave when he saw me. Sure. So uh, as we wrap things up, a question I always like to ask, uh, we're yeah. it's hard to believe we're almost four years after the show has ended. Uh, mm. Where do you see your character today? If we're saying we're like roughly four years after well, um, I think he's a Division One um, women's basketball coach. You know, who knows where? Um, but um, yeah, I think he's succeeding, and he's and he's remotely engaged in his family and coming home whenever he can come home. Um, but I think he, I think Pete got better as a coach as he, with age, as we tend to get better at certain things with age and, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I think. I think he's, he's probably like coaching women's basketball and, uh, succeeding, succeeding. That's what we like to hear. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It was great. Certainly to have a pleasure. You. Th- thank you for having me. This was this was a lot of fun. Of course. Uh, so, where can we find you on social media and such? Yes, I am on uh, Twitter at Sir Benjamin King. I am on Instagram at Sir Benjamin Two One Three. I think that's what it is. And I am newly on TikTok. Well, not new. It's probably been about a year. And I got to tell you, I love me some TikTok. Um, Me too. (laughs) What is, it is so, it's so great. My, I'm trying to find my, uh, my handle here. Oh, it's, uh, it is also at Sir Benjamin King. And um, that's all, that's, I, I like TikTok. My kids introduced me to it. But I mean, it's every day, certainly during the pandemic, at, at some point I stop for a good 10, however long I'm laughing uh, and just scrolling through videos that make me laugh. Same. And I love, I'm a, we're a huge dog family. So uh, not actual, we are, we do have some big dogs, <laughs> but um, more, more in the sense of uh, we, we just uh, adore our dogs and other people's dogs. So that is where you can find me. I don't do Snapchat. I never quite got it. But, I feel like um, not many people do anymore anyway. <laughs> oh, is that right? I yeah, mean, not really. It, it, Instagram, they did a pretty good job of imitating or TikTok or whatever. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm good. Twitter is like a great source of news for me. I don't really contribute much unless I'm 
tweeting during a football game. A huge, huge uh, football fan. Unfortunately, my team stinks. I'm a Charger <laughs> fan, um, and also um, a big Laker fan and Dodger fan. Um, sometimes I'll be tweeting during during games um, just to sort of vent or whatever. But uh, the other two, Instagram and TikTok, uh, seem to fill just enough. I'm I'm perfectly covered. Well, in I've that, seen in that regard. Your, uh, Live and Maddie TikToks, which are always fun to watch. Oh right, where um yeah, other people comment or do things about Live and Maddie, or yeah, yeah, that's really uh, that was a shocker to me. How this one video was like. I think it was the first video I did. Um, no, it wasn't. The first video I did was a girl from a volleyball tournament that we had gone to for my uh, older daughter. Um, did uh, we, we took a picture. It was like a group of girls from a volleyball team. And then she posted it. And Oh, I, yeah, I think I've seen that one. And I liked it. And then suddenly it was like, 250,000 people liked it I was or something I was like what and then the big one was this girl was like going through each set you know using the green screen effect or whatever and I was just literally yeah all I'm doing is like just like looking at her and like going oh okay until I arrived yeah I know which one you're talking right now it's 11.3 million views I can't even (laughs) I don't even know how to process that like it's just just wild so <laughs> yes there you go uh, I know Tenzing's made a couple funny ones too yeah he's a he's a he's a funny great kid um I wish I wish I was still in touch with everybody but you know life goes on and um that's just that's life that's life that's true so. well I <laughs> I feel like the generation that grew up with Liv and Maddie is now like, like in high school, some in college and stuff. And they're, they're mm-hmm. getting on TikTok and they're making these funny videos. And yes. I'm also a dog lover and animal lover. So I feel like oh, half of my page is funny Disney channel videos. And the other half is cute animals. And like that, what, what else could I want? You know? <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Yep. As long as it's, here's my thing. As long as it's authentic and you um, I saw one today that just absolutely cracked me up of a dad imitating his do- his 13-year-old daughter who's walking around the house like doing TikTok dance moves. And that <laughs> is our house. It, it was really my wife and I had a had a fun time with that. Well, thank you so much for having me. This was really great. Yes, uh, thank I, you I appreciate so much it so us. much. We're it so happy great. to have you. And you. Uh, you can find us at Retrospective Rooney on Instagram or on Facebook at Retrospective Rooney, a Live and Maddie podcast. You can give us a like there. You can listen to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever. Our homepage is anchor.fm slash Retrospective Rooney. And you can get to all our other platforms from there. And thank you to Anchor for helping us make our podcast and sponsoring us. And we will be back in two weeks with another new episode. So thank you all for listening and we'll see you all later. Bye. Bye.